taking the whole month of July off. Talk, talk to me about yeah. wisdom hours. And it's, it's interesting in this world that we live in, in the constant staying relevant. It's yeah. like the fear that people have and they create their own prison. Success can create mm-hmm. your own prison if you don't understand your rhythms of it. So taking July off was yeah. it, as, as a very busy, impactful leader. Yeah. Was that tough to do? No, I mean, the first week was itchy. Like the first week I went, I was like, oh, I got to do some meetings. I got to do some stuff. But like yeah. 15 years ago, I met a guy at a conference. I worked for, um, for Bose at the time. And I had a day job, like normal day job. And I met a guy at a conference who was like, yeah, I take July off and I go to Cape Cod. And I still have his business card. And it was one of those moments that I was like, wait, that dude takes a whole month off? Like, what could that be like? You know, I had eight vacation days that I was trying to be like, I could take an hour at Thanksgiving, you know, like. And so I started to think about that 15 years ago. So then what happened was last summer, we went to the mountains of North Carolina for the month of July, but I worked like a couple days each week. Mm-hmm. And then this summer I was like, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to take the whole month. So, but what helped me is it forced me to prepare. Like I had a big obvious deadline. So I started hustling on it in March and like my team and I got more done than we've ever gotten done. Like mm-hmm. I had on podcasts, I, I turned in some manuscript stuff early. Like I had a very big hole and, and my wife was like, Hey, I see you packing nonfiction business books. That doesn't, that counts as work. So don't you try to sneak in work. Like she knew like if she saw me with a laptop, yep. like, oh, mm. it's going back to email. So the first week I was kind of like iffy about it. Cause I was so, I like, totally I like it. what I do. Totally. But then once I settled into it, I was like, man, I'll get better ideas out of this. I'll get like, I'll get deeper ideas out of this mm-hmm. and I'll get, you know, I'll learn to trust kind of the process. And so, it ended up being this fantastic month where I came back and where I knew it was a success is that the first week I was back in August, my oldest daughter was like, Hey, can we play um, pickleball sometime before I go back to college? And I said, let's play at 8 a.m. on Wednesday. And so normally when I was in my go, go, go phase, mm. like a the Wednesday morning, after yeah. I've been gone for a month, like, mm-hmm. no, I'm on the grind. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, I'm learning as I get older because I'm 47. Like I have to have an open hand with it. And I have to like the challenge to me, a high performance is how do you be a high performer, but you also have rest. You also, and it's not, it's not sporadic. It's part of your rhythm. And so I don't, and I've been around too many people that are in their seventies that have accomplished a ton and don't like their life and they can't get off the treadmill and they're still grinding. And you're like, what do you, what are you doing it for? You have $50 million. You're miserable. Your kids don't talk to you. Like, I don't, you can mess it up and I'd rather, I want sustainable performance. Like yeah. I'm not trying to yeah. escape this life with retirement. I want to write the best books I can write. I want my family, like I have goals for my kids. I want them to want to be around me when they don't have to. Like Andy Stanley <laughs> talks about that. Yeah, totally, like, man. When they're in their twenties mm. and, and they want to see you. So I, that's where for me, the month was a good challenge of as somebody who struggles with workaholism, mm. can I do that? Yeah. How do we allow ourselves to do that? Because I think it is like, like you said, it's, it's a comparison thing of like, okay, who's doing better? You don't need it necessarily, yeah. but it's so hard to let it go. Well, you have to have your own scorecard. So like I That's talk about good. this in my new book, All It Takes is a Goal. 
without us, the reason you compare yourself, you just use that word comparison. <clears throat> like we always say like, oh, we'll just stop it. Practice gratitude, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that doesn't fix it. The reason no. why you compare yourself is your brain wants to know how you're doing. Mm. Your brain wants to know, are we where we want to be in relationships? Are we where we want to be in our career? Like imagine if you went on a trip with somebody and they didn't tell where you were going. Like they said, hey, we're going on vacation. You're like, where? Uh, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll know when we get there. You'd be like, that would not be comfortable. Even totally. when you're driving and the person navigating doesn't tell you the directions fast enough, totally. it's nerve wracking. Your brain wants to know how you're doing. If you don't tell it, if you don't have a scorecard, it says, fine, I'll just go look at somebody else's. So then it goes and looks at somebody else's life and scores it mm -hmm. against your own life. Mm -hmm. You'll always fall short. Like I'm a terrible James Clear. I'm a terrible <laughs> I'm a pretty good John Acuff because I'm the only one. <clears throat> and if I can stay on that. Yeah. So a big part of it is you have to have your own scorecard. And what happens with social media is that like a dude who's 24 that writes books and he's single in LA has a different scorecard than I have. Absolutely. So if I as a 47 year old raising two teenage daughters with a wife of 20 plus years and like measure against that, I'm going to go, man, he, he did 90 hours this week or man, he did that like, and I'm going to mm. feel inadequate. So as long as I can stay focused on what I'm working on and go, that's awesome. Like they must be in some hustle season, like mm. no shame, mm. not judging mm. that, whatever. Yeah. But my season right now is this, and I got to stay focused on that. Like I got to lean into this. Then I've got my own scorecard. It makes it a little easier. I'm so glad that you say that because it's, it's often we forget everything that we've done to get to the point of being able to say, well, I've done all that. I've had the mm. hustle season. Yeah. I've had the time where I had to grind it and grind it and grind it. Now I can enjoy the fruits of mm -hmm. that labor and to be able to create margins. I think margins are oh, incredibly yeah. Well, so important. here's the thing. If you're so busy, you don't have time for new opportunity. No, Every exactly. new opportunity is unplanned. Oh. Every new opportunity is unplanned. So if my day is Preach so full, it. even if something amazing comes up, I have to go no. And that's the same with people. Like I was reminded recently, every new possibility starts with new people. Every new possibility starts with new people, but people are messy. People don't, you know, go on your time schedule. People are slower than you want them to be like, but if you don't have space for people, you totally. miss out on so many things. So for me, that's what I'm trying to really focus on is like, how do I tap into all my potential, you know, open all the gifts I have, steward the talents I have well, like, but also have enough space in what I'm doing that yeah. new stuff happens. Yeah. And man, I struggle with that. I think I'll High performers in general struggle with that of just that feeling that you have to be doing, even though if you're not like, I just feel like I'm getting to plant seeds, take shots. Yeah. But the funny thing yeah. is 90% of the stuff that I get doesn't come from my own like grinding. No, it's the 10% and yeah. it's like, and I've had talks this year, like, where did that come from? It's just, I'll give you an example. I spoke to a huge company um, in Iowa, huge opportunity. My home state. Yeah. There, and it's only like two times I've spoken in Iowa and the CEO is like, you want to know why you're here? And I was like, sure. And he said, my wife listens to a weight loss podcast and you were on as a guest. And she was like, you should read his book. And we love the book and we brought you to speak. I didn't go on that weight loss podcast and go, I'm doing this because I know there's a CEO in <coughs> Iowa mm. and his wife is trying mm. to lose weight. Mm. And then like, mm. that's not how it happened. So I think if you can be open handed with that you're still going to be under the law of harvest. You reap what you sow. Totally. So I'm still sowing yeah. a ton. It's not yeah. that. Yeah. It's just I'm I not putting it. that pressure on me to go, this thing has to turn into this thing. Has to like I don't control that. Totally. And so totally. if I think I control it, perfectionism gets in the way, paralysis by analysis, like totally. you really start to stress and you lose all the joy of it. 
Man, that's good. It's like, when did the last <clears throat> something that happened that was great happen when you were hurried? Yeah. When you had or no frantic, time. We're or frantic. Yeah, no. So for yeah. me, like, this is a byproduct of that. So you yeah. said to me, like, four or five days ago, I'm going to be in Nashville. Yes. And I was like, cool, we should do a podcast. Like, what about this time? And I had it in my schedule. Like, it wasn't, this yeah. wasn't planned six months ago. No. But there's been seasons in my life where I've tried to over control every moment and there's not room for stuff. And so now I'm trying to go, okay, it's always a dance. You're always holding two different things in your hands at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you're deliberate with your time, but you're open-handed with your time. You're deliberate with your mm -hmm. time. Because I'm not telling you I have an open schedule 40 hours a week, not at all. I have key things I'm doing, but I'm also like, okay, how do I have some space so that good stuff happens? And then the other thing is, as a father, I'm interruptible to three people. I'm highly interruptible to three th I people. Like Jenny that. Acuff, Ellie Acuff, McCray Acuff. I'm less interruptible to a, a wider circle, like my team, other mm -hmm. people, and I'm, I'm not interruptible to most of the rest of the planet. Mm -hmm. But so I, ha I have to think about it that way. So like, and it's easy to execute. Your phone, if you have an iPhone, has a setting, do not disturb, and you can set a personal level. So you can go in and go, these are the three people I'm always interruptible to. If I get a text, I, I'm going to respond. Like, it's good. But then you can also go, the rest of it, I'll see later. I don't need to worry about yeah. it. So like for me, I love the idea of being more present. That's a great phrase. But then it, you go, how do you do it? Like, <laughs> yeah. How do you actually do yeah. it? And I think that's a simple way to do it. Well, I think that, that's so good. Like, is Everybody talks about, oh, being present. Yeah. Oh, I want to have time. But nobody actually puts action to it or does it. Same with it. You have to practice it. You no, I mean, you, you train NBA players. So the idea of like an NBA player going, I want, to, I want to improve my jump shot. That's such a great thing to say. Like, oh, you want to get deeper range, whatever. Yeah. However they say it. Yeah. Until you actually practice it, totally. none of those things matter. So when you say, I want to be more present, you then have to go, like, that's why I wrote the book, All It Takes Is A Goal, is like, you take these big things you desire, mm -hmm. and then all it takes is a goal. If you actually want it, like, here's yeah. how to do it. Here's how to break it down into a goal. Here's how to achieve it, whether that's being present, being, a, so I'll give you an example. I was like, man, I want to be a better friend. Like, I want to be a better friend to people. But that's fuzzy, dude. You can't execute against that. So I was like, how do I do that? How do I make that a goal? So I decided I'm going to encourage one person every day for 30 days in a row. Love 30 that. different people. I wrote, all, I wrote their names down ahead of time because I didn't want to get to the middle of the month and be like, oh, who should I encourage? So I made it really easy. I wrote down 30 people's names, looked at my contacts, mm. and then every morning I would text someone and go, hey, I was just thinking about artists. Jeremy Coward. Treat it, uh, texted Jeremy Coward. Every time I think about creativity, you're the name I think of. Like, it's so fun to watch you do art. There wasn't a single person that said, John, I wish you hadn't done that today. This That's is the worst so day to get it. 90% yeah. said the opposite. They said, yeah. hey, I really needed this today. <laughs> At the end of the 30 days, guess what I am? I'm a better friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I was like, I want to be a better dad. So what if I just do that same thing for like the three people in my family? Like, what if I find 30 things I think are special about McCray and I text her or tell her face to face, like, hey, that thing you did was really brave. And she, like, I do that 30 days in a row. Like, it's impossible for me to not be a better dad totally. or a better husband. Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff I like to execute it in a way I can actually do it. Quick 20 second timeout in the podcast. I have to tell you what I am currently doing in my diet and my nutrition that I'm just, you know what, I'm obsessed about it. I really am. Maui Nui venison. It is the best venison, high protein, sustainably sourced. Check this out. So Maui Nui venison, they come from the Axis deer in Maui, and they are packed with protein. 
in 55 calories, you get 10 grams of protein. And you know how important protein is. And, you know, I'm trying to pack it on, add some muscle. And this is my go-to. You can get the venison jerky, the ground meat, the sirloins, the steaks, the bone broth, the organs even. The list goes on and on. Maui Nui Venison. And that is Maui, M-A-U-I, Nui, N-U-I, Venison, V-E-N-I-S-O-N.com. And what they are doing for my listeners alone of giving 20% off code NURSE at checkout for 20% off your order of Maui Nui Venison. Get your protein on. Oh my gosh, you are going to thank me for this. And there is a code and a link in the show notes, MauiNuiVenison.com, nurse for 20% off. Go check it out. Man, isn't that interesting? Like just a genuine word of encouragement. Like a lot of those people, they don't get that. Nobody gets not, that. No, no, nobody. Like, just to get that is a life-changing thing. Yeah, I, I, I do the same similar thing. It's like, yeah. Oh, you're one of the people. most encouraging people ever. Thank like you. you you and I use the same amount of exclamations. <laughs> like our text, like if you get a text message from, from David, it is, and same with me. It's, I'm like, you know what, let's though? go. Like yeah. that's, you know, but it's why fun. not? You know, yeah. like why not? And people see your personality through every type of interaction. I tell people that emails, text oh, yeah. messages. Yeah. Like, how many times do people read a text message wrong? Like, it's one word. Like, oh, are they mad at me? Yeah, like, exactly, what? exactly. Oh, no, show who you are. So, in a goal, I love this. Like, there's people like to set broad goals, and it's like, mm. I wanna, I wanna be great. I hear that with basketball yeah. players a lot. How do you break down a goal? Because I'm always on the belief in, and you tell me what you think of like, you have a big vision, an ultimate mm-hmm. mission, yeah. a calling from God, which is ultimately your full potential, reaching it what God has called you to be. These goals are mile markers, directional arrow pointers to lead us mm-hmm. to that vision. How do you see it as far as like, all right, I've got this goal, now how do I actually break it down and take action on it? Yeah, I think about it like a ladder. So where nice. people fail with their goals is they go, okay, like, I want to be great at whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the top rung of a ladder. And then the only other rung they have is the very bottom. So imagine if I gave you that's a 12 good. foot tall ladder and said, hey, there's two rungs, one at the bottom, one at the top, good luck. And you said, that's two feet higher than an NBA rim. Like, how am I going <laughs> to do I jump and grab that and like pull my way up? And my version of that is like, what if I gave you a ladder that had a rung every six inches? Like, you think you mm. could climb that pretty easily? Like, you think you might even enjoy that? And like, yeah, that'd be easy. So I'm always going, how do we get some rungs? So if somebody says to me, I want to be great, I'm going to help them figure out the rungs between the top and the bottom. Yeah. So what does this look like, you know, in the next week? What does it look like in the next month? You know, it's September right now when we're recording this. And I'm meeting with a guy in my neighborhood every other week to talk about our goals for next year. Like we're four or five months out and we're already going, okay, here's what I want my financial goal. Okay, cool. What do I need to do to get there? What are the mile markers? What are the steps? So like, I'm going to have so many rungs. Like, so for me, like this book is my ninth book I've written because I figured out the ladder. So it's not like I've discovered magic or it's mysterious. Like I always tell people, excellence is boring like the challenge is excellence is boring it's all the stuff like it's all like you and i asked you the other day dude i texted you and said how many minutes and hours has (laughs) steph curry practiced and you gave me a very specific answer you're like based on his age based on his dad based (laughs) on like you gave me an answer with something like thirty thousand hours if you contrast that with how many minutes he's played in a game it dwarfs it and so like we as people have seen one percent of Steph Curry 
Like, but it's the sexy, shiny percent, mm. and it distracts us mm. from the other 99% that's often boring, but it's those small Man. rungs on the ladder. Like, how many people saw his games at Davidson? Like, Davidson was right. on TV. Exactly. Like, which is why yeah. they were able to draft him. Like, so I'm always going, how do we take that big thing you want and make some small little ladder rungs that you can actually climb it? Man, every person that's great at something, it's the answer. Consistency. Yeah, it's and it's a sucky answer because you want it to be like, answer. I have a secret and yeah. here's how to, like, anytime somebody will say to me, like, hey, I want to be better at social media, I'm like, oh, okay, like, here we go, like, or they say, I want <laughs> to do what you do, I want to do what you do, I go, that is so, that is so kind for you to say, like, here's the, here's the stuff, but here's the uh, thing, like, you don't even remember the hard stuff when you're enjoying the good stuff, mm -hmm. so, like, I had somebody the other day, totally say like, man, we used to send, because I worked for him, he said, we used to send you to so many empty rooms to talk. Like you did empty room after empty room after empty room. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Like I don't really like, yeah. and because part of it was like, I was Same. doing the thing I felt called to do, so it didn't, I was like, whether well, it's five people there or 10 people there, like I was gonna try my best and I was gonna learn. And I was like, and he, he was saying, man, that must've been so hard. And I was thinking, I don't even oh, remember that because I'm I enjoying the current. I love it. Same with doing basketball camps and sleeping in my car and doing basketball camps exactly. for seventh grade girls with like three people there. Yeah, like, yeah. And people are like, I can't believe you slept in your car. You're like, at the time, I was like, let's just go. Like, yeah. this is every every kid was forty dollars. So yeah. if I was gonna stay at a hotel. That's eighty dollars for a cheap place. That's yeah. two kids I needed to that's, come to that's camp. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm sleeping in my car. Dude, Comfy. I love that. I love that. Oh, talk about the three zones: the comfort, potential, and chaos. Because I think this really breaks down. You talk high performers are in three zones. Which makes a lot of sense. You're very comfortable. Yeah. You're either in your this is the rhythm, the balance yeah. that that we're talking about, or you're in complete chaos with no margins. In in how do we get to that potential? How do we? Everybody's yeah. like, you want to walk in step in rhythm in full alignment with God's plan for you. Is there a way to hit that? Because potential is also it's a crazy word, man. And NBA, I hear it all the time. Yeah. And like, yeah, I got all this potential, but potential means nothing until you. Actualize Until you it. use it, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the three zones, I, the question I was trying to answer with that is, I know a lot of high performers who aren't high achievers. Mm. Why? Like, cause just because you're a high performer doesn't mean you'll be a high achiever. That's a good point. And I was like, huh, why does that happen? And it happens because high performers float between zones. So they get stuck in a comfort zone. No goals, no plans. They get, mm. you know, mm. it could be a rut, call it a funk, whatever, they get stuck. And then they get inspired. Something inspires them and they go, I'm going to do it. I'm going to change my whole life. And they swing all the way to the other <laughs> side, which is the chaos zone, which Good is point. too many goals, too many actions, no progress. So the reason we have the phrase yo-yo diet in America is because oh. that's what people do. Yep. They yo-yo from never dieting to trying to weigh every ounce on a scale designed for Tour de France cyclists. And they <laughs> rotate over. And, so or they good. go, they hear a speech they like, and they go, I'm going to change my marriage. I'm oh going to lose 10 gosh. pounds. I'm going to learn yoga. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to start a podcast. And you go, you're not going to be able to do that. It's not sustainable. And then they swing back to comfort. So they go back and forth. And in the middle of that is the potential zone, the Goldilocks zone. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's just right. Mm. And so the challenge with the potential zone is it's personal to you. So like we want specific answers. Often people go, John, how many goals should I pursue at the same time? And they want me to say 4.8. That's the number. <laughs> but that's not the number. The yeah, number totally. is as many as you can yeah. successfully. Like, in some seasons, it's going to be two. Some, it could be 10. But so the potential zone is about figuring out and kind of dialing in, like, here's my goals. Here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm faithful to. Mm -hmm. Here's my commitments. Here's what I can sustain over a long period of time. 
here's how I know I'm, you know, I'm opening more of my gifts. That became the metaphor for the book. So this PhD who lives here in Nashville, he's a professor. We asked 3,000 people if they were living up to their potential and 96% said no. So wow. that, so for me, I go, okay, that, then I can spend a couple years on this idea. But then the second thing was 50% of them said 50% of their potential was untapped, which is like only opening half your Christmas presents sure. every year. Yeah. Like that would be a really sad huh. life. And that's what happens. Yeah. So I look at potential as opening more and more of your gifts. And oh, it's not like something that. you arrive at. Yeah. It's not something you're done with. Like yeah. when I don't know that I ever want to stop writing. I love writing. So oh, there's, I'm not great. trying to say I'll write till I'm 67 or I'll write till like, I think as long as I have the opportunity, I'm going to try to write books because that's my potential zone. Mm -hmm. So potential for me, the way I define it, because it is fuzzy, it's an unclear word. It's the gap between your vision and your reality. Oh. So the vision of how you thought life would be and the reality of how it is. And often we feel ashamed in that gap, but I like to flip that and go, no, look at the size of your potential. Man. Like, here's what you know you're capable of. Here's where you are. You've got so much potential. And as you work and do these goals, you can make those two things overlap. And that's where life's really fun, where you have that moment where you go, the things I thought I could do, I'm doing now. Mm. Like, you had those moments, mm. like when you were on an NBA court, when yeah, you were like, totally. you had those moments where you were, now the hard times feel great because they're reminders of how far you've come. Like sleeping in the car, you go, <laughs> if that David could see this David, yeah be blown away and that's special so good you know that feeling when you are just recharged you don't have any sickness no ailments you have full optimal energy you are functioning at your highest level you want to recreate that yeah sure you do i do we all do and then you can times it by 10 what i'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind so hold on here this this is real hyperbaric chamber if you don't know what it is look it up right now look up eleve health e-l-e-v-e health.com it's an oxygen miracle what it is hbot the hyperbaric chamber it's a simple and non-invasive therapy where you go into this it places a body in a pressurized environment that allows extra oxygen to dissolve in the blood plasma and travel freely throughout your circulatory system, getting more red blood cells flowing naturally to the body's function. It's going to help you kill off any harmful bacteria. It's going to help you detox, increase your oxygen concentration, resist and fight infection, heal wounds faster, improve oxygen supply, reduce swelling, stop infection, lower inflammation, all while you're relaxing in the chamber. I, I, I kid you not, this is what the pros, the top Olympic athletes, what everybody uses for the highest optimization recovery. This is called Hyperbaric Chamber, HBOT, from Eleve Health, E-L-E-V-E Health.com. Message me separately, too, if you want to get a specific deal on this. Check it out as you're a sports team, if you're an individual, if you're just somebody who loves optimization, it will be an absolute life changer for you. Man, that's so good. And you seem just like in your zone, in your element. Mm -hmm. just, oh, thanks. You really do. And from the outside looking in, and as we wind down here, it's just like, it feels like you have it all together. Like Dude, I but so you much got of it, like the problem with that, I mean, I appreciate that. I have a dope wife. Like, oh, I'm that's right. Hey, like, no doubt. My no Jenny doubt. has her master's in construction management from Georgia Tech. Like she's wildly smart. 
and she she decided to stay home with our two kids. And so she like sh half of the things I talk about publicly are because we talked about them privately. And so she goes, hey, what if you thought about this? Like, what if you challenge this? Like, even just she said one day, she was like, stop saying you have haters. You don't have haters. You have a handful of grumpy people. A hater is somebody who thinks about you all the time and really hates you. Nobody's thinking about <laughs> so you. So smart. You're That's saying so that to smart. sound more important than you really are. And I was like, yeah. dang it, you're right. Yeah. And so like wow. she's constantly, so it. a lot of this is, and we have peace at home. There's not chaos at home. There's like, I have a full cup wife. Like, like we're like, so for me, anytime somebody gives me that kind of compliment, I'm like, oh man, but like, Jenny and the way she thinks and my, the, you know, I'm 20, I guess we, yeah, we've been married 22 years at this point that I like the two biggest choices you'll ever make in life are your faith decision and your spouse decision. Totally agree. And we don't talk about the spouse decision enough. So dude, you want to talk totally about things that agree. wrecks NBA players, get connected to the wrong person. This, like get, like you want to detonate 100%. a career in any field, not just 100%. NBA, get connected to the wrong person. I love that answer so much, man. Like I like, I tell Taylor this, I have never woken up a day in my life and wondered, does she love me unconditionally? Yeah, yeah. It is the best feeling. Yeah. Well, in you're the also world. at peace in Nashville. Yeah. They're not, you're like, you didn't take seven calls during this podcast. No. Like, sorry, <laughs> there's, we got, some, we got some chaos in LA. Uh, I got to deal with like, it is the you biggest. have a peaceful, loving relationship yeah. where you have a spouse that calls you beyond yourself, like a no great doubt. spouse, husband or wife calls you beyond where you are and goes, I see something in you you don't see. And I like, I think you can get there and you go, oh. and it like that inspires oh. you. So yeah, I, I think the people that I'm around that have long-term sustainable success, if they're in a marriage, I'm not saying you have to be in a marriage to be successful, but if they're in a marriage, it's a healthy whole marriage. And you yeah. go like, cause that's the kind of leader I'm trying to be. Like if my, if my business does really well, my marriage falls apart, my business has been a failure. Same with my kids, same with like, same with my health. And so like, I'm, mm. that, that's where for me, I wish sometimes that some of the f folks in our space, like I'd love an event where you get to hear from the spouse too. That would be like, so where good. It's like yeah. a full circle because sometimes you get the sense that like, man, I bet that person's hard to be married to. Dude, we, like, know, you, like, we know, we know Well, people, like, yeah. when you're, dude, that's just math. If you're working a <laughs> hundred hours a week, you don't have a good marriage. That's just mathematically I know, impossible. I know. And dude, so like again, if you're married, if you're single, work a thousand hours, whatever. But like, if you're married and you're trying to build something on multiple levels, business, wife, husband, kids, like those things take time. Good marriages take time. Good, you know, parenting takes time, and you've got to pour that in, and you've got to be willing to sacrifice other stuff because that's gonna matter longer. John, this is so good. That is that is amazing. Get his book. There are zillions of nuggets. Oh, I appreciate Get that. his I appreciate book. That.